Hi everyone, this is Lewis with Rolling Earthship coming to you from inside my home on wheels. This is going to be my second podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, you may be wondering or you may be scrolling through my podcast to see how many more I've made before this one. And you're going to be surprised to to realize that this is actually my first one. Well, let me tell you that making podcasts isn't an easy thing. Filming, it seems to me, or at least because that's what I'm used to, that it's much easier. To do a podcast, it's something that it's all new to me. And yesterday, at least as of this recording, I made a a podcast 30 minutes long that I thought it was very profound. It touched on many different aspects of my van life. And uh, and then I deleted it. I deleted it completely by mistake. And, um, and this is now my second podcast that will hopefully be published and will become my first podcast ever. Now, this podcast thing, it, it isn't easy. When I film, I'm used to um, turning the camera on and talking to the camera. And I can do that for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, especially when I'm doing a live video. And I have no issues with that. When I do a podcast, as I'm doing now, it's totally different. I don't have much feedback the only feedback I have at the moment is a, a countdown timer that's telling me how long I've been talking. Uh, and let me tell you, it's not easy. Maybe as time goes by, it'll become easier for me to just sit here in my home on wheels, in my wheel estate, and talk whatever I have in my mind. And, um, and time will fly by, and I won't notice that I'm just that I have not much of a feedback. Uh, I guess this that's just the way it is. But I will try to do my best. I will try, just like I've tried with video. And I'm, I'm not giving up video. I will continue to do videos on YouTube or any other, the other, any other platform that might be out there. For now, it's just YouTube. And then I have this um, this platform here that uh, hopefully it'll work out and and I continue to um, to do this and get better because it's not an easy thing uh, sitting here and, and talking because the moment I stop talking then you can't hear me but if I do on, on film on video then you can still see what I'm doing but this is much different but anyway it's going almost on five years since I've been living in my van. It's about four and a half years now. It's going to be five years in the spring of 2019. And uh, I still remember the, the day that I bought my van. And the day that I bought my van was actually, and I get this question a lot, uh, is it hard living in a van? How easy is it? I mean, how 
do you have problems, this and that. There's always questions related to the difficulty of living in a van or do you do you do you do you wish you were not living in a van do you wish you were living in a house or something else and my answer is uh no i i like what i'm doing in the beginning i did it because i kind of had to but then i continued doing it because i i like doing it and the only time that I almost regretted buying the van was actually the day that I was buying it the hour that I was sitting there waiting to finalize the paperwork the minute that I was there holding the pen in my hand the second before I put pen to paper that was actually the time the only time that I almost regretted buying the van because I didn't know what I was getting into I had never owned a cargo van the biggest van that I had owned was a minivan and I had never owned a cargo van I didn't really know what I was getting into and and I was having second thoughts um, as you sit there before you sign the paperwork you begin to think and you begin to doubt yourself and um, I knew I wanted to do this but I was doubting myself and and the moment I signed I guess I felt relieved that it was done but I was still having second thoughts I was still I remember driving back to Pennsylvania and um, and I was you know having second thoughts having did I do the right thing because now I was stuck with my car that I had at the time and I, I was stuck with the van and I had signed the paperwork so that was it was hitting me it was hitting me as reality now this this is real I, I thought about it for a couple of years I finally did it and now this this was real this was hitting me hard this this is it and how I guess I got the van I really have to do this so I with the help of my ex-wife uh, I drove the car back the van back to Pennsylvania I did have to drive an hour and a half to pick her up an hour and a half to bring her back where the van was and then an hour and a half back to Pennsylvania driving the van I did leave the van for the first week or two weeks I don't fully remember at the moment at the at her house because um, I guess because of my work I was very busy at work and I knew I couldn't do much with the van and I still had my car so I parked the van there for about a week or so and then I finally got the van I was able to sell my car and then um, and then I still drove my van back and forth to work and then to Pennsylvania because at that time I had been able to get my house back because my, my ex-wife had been staying at, at the house that we had together and then eventually she moved out and the house was left empty and I was able to regain possession for uh, a short time but still I, I still was able to, to do that and, um, and then I drove back and forth to work every day for the first three weeks or so and I did that 
because um, I had ordered some uh, rain guards for the front windows. And uh, without the rain guards, I didn't really want to stay in the van because there's no other way to get some fresh air in there. So the only way would be to crack uh, the windows a little bit. And I didn't want to have the windows open because I didn't want people to see that. And in case it rained, I didn't want water to come in. So once I got those rain guards that I put in myself, very easy to install. And um, once I did that, then I stayed at work for the whole week. And um, and my only ventilation was was the those two front windows. Um, but I was still in the springtime, so going into summer, I was still okay like that. And I still remember the first night that I slept in a van. I brought the van to work. I don't remember which day of the week it was. And um, I ended up driving a lot more to go to sleep than I really had to. Nowadays, I'm, I don't go far from work. But back then, I had this place in mind. I'm like, I know the perfect place I can go to. And and I'm going to be able to sleep there. And I had all of this, this, this fantasy in my mind. And I went there. And sure enough, um, I was sitting, I got some lunch, and I was sitting there. And then uh, I saw the signs that said no overnight parking. And then I'm like, darn it, now, now what am I going to do? I, I drove all the way here. And uh, then I drove out of that location. There was another parking lot adjacent to that one. And I went there and I parked. And then I looked at the signs. Uh, and it looked, looked nice. It looked like, oh, I can stay here overnight. But then I looked at the signs, and the signs said, no parking between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I'm scratching my head trying to figure that one out. No parking between 4 and 6 a.m. So I'm like, okay, so I guess I can stay here all night, but I can't stay between 4 and 6 a.m. So I thought, okay, fine, I'll, I'll just go to sleep. I'll set my alarm for quarter to 4, 4, 3.30, whatever it was. And that's what I did. I slept like a baby. I woke up early and left and I didn't have any issues. That was my first night in a van. I didn't have much in there. The van was just an empty shell, an empty white shell. If you ever seen a Chevy cargo van, then you know exactly what my cargo van looked like. It was just empty. And it was just the bare paint, white paint on the walls and floor. Actually, the floor had a mat that I came with that I eventually I took that out. But all I had in there was a mattress that I bought, an air mattress that I bought at Walmart, and a sleeping bag. And that was it. And I had some stuff for work, some boxes, some some bags and stuff, things I needed for work. And, um, and that's it. I slept like a baby. And the next day, I think the mattress was deflated a little bit. And um, and then I put everything away because I didn't want people at work to see that I had a, a mattress in there and a sleeping bag and all that. I just I just didn't feel comfortable at the time letting people know. And uh, and I would put everything away and go to work. And and that's that's what I did for a while. Eventually, because I had I had the house. I turned the electricity back on. I was able to utilize the garage to to store 
wood and to store products to work on a van. And then from that point forward, every available weekend that I had, I spent the whole weekend from night, from morning till night, and sometimes even all night, working on a van, beginning beginning with the insulation and the floor and the walls and the ceiling, and then the cabinets, the bed, all those things. It took me about a couple summers, even including working in the winter at times, and uh, it took me basically a couple summers to get the van to the point that, that it is today, more or less. I have done some additions to the van since. I did some cabinets towards the back. I completely covered the back with uh, wood instead of having, um, I had this, um, this uh, what do you call it? Um, I, did, I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, yesterday it came out really quick. Yesterday I knew exactly what it was. And of course today, it's the second podcast that I'm doing and I can't remember uh, exactly what it what do you call it? It's it's a, a, a not a sheet. Darn it! Why can't I remember this word? <laughs> Why can't I remember? Yesterday was so fine, perfect. It's, it's why can't I say it? It's the um, it's a curtain. Darn it! Why couldn't I remember a curtain? These are words that uh, I don't want to cut this. This is going to be raw the way it is. I don't want to edit it. So this is this is going to be the way it is, and um, so I had a two doubles, two double. Um, I had two curtains uh, face to face, so there were two um, uh, heat insulated or insulated curtains and um, light uh, blocking curtains that I got from Walmart, and um, and I had those two curtains, those two curtains there dividing my my living area from the back because I just didn't want people at work to see that I was living in a van. I didn't want people. I think it's just a matter of privacy. I'm a very private person, even though I'm on YouTube and now I'm doing this podcast. I'm still a very private person and I didn't want people staring in when I got to work and I opened the back doors to get my work stuff. I didn't want people staring and looking at my cabinets and looking at the stuff that I have in here and looking at my bed. So I didn't want none of that. I didn't tell anyone at work that I was living in a van. And I actually began my journey across the the United States in 2016 and nobody at work knew except for one person. Unfortunately, that person, I say unfortunately or fortunately, uh, that's still remaining to be seen, but that person ended up telling everybody or a lot of people there that I was living in a van, and then the word spread. And by the time I left the company last year, everybody knew that I lived in a van, including the owners. By then, I didn't really care that people knew that I was living in a van. It didn't really affect me. It really never affected me from the beginning. It was just a matter of privacy i wanted i wanted to remain uh private i wanted to remain uh separated from 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 letting people know that i was living here i didn't want to volunteer that i was living in here so that if if 
people found out it was fine with me I didn't really care I would if they asked me I would tell them but it's it's information that I didn't really want to post out there and um, of course I was posting it on YouTube <laughs> it, sound, it sounds strange that I was posting my stuff on YouTube but I at work it was a little different so I have moved from there and I work with different companies now and and the 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 present company that I'm working for they they know I've told them that I live in there I've worked for other companies where I don't tell anyone it all depends who you're working with and the environment and sometimes you know what I don't tell anyone they don't have the right to know and I don't have to tell them so that's just the way it is but I've been very happy living in my van it's I do wish I had something bigger. I've always said that. I wish I had something bigger. When I began dreaming of living in a van in 2012, I began my, my dreaming process uh, all based on a Mercedes Sprinter. At the time, Mercedes was not making vehicles under their own name. So they were being sold in the United States by Dodge and international I believe so basically uh, the van was a Mercedes Sprinter but with a Dodge emblem or the international emblem I believe it was international I could be mistaken but uh, that's that's how I began dreaming uh, when I got separated in 2012 my dad I went back and living with my parents and um, my dad told me he was retiring and um, I should be ready to find a place to live. And I always told him, listen, don't worry about me. You do whatever you have to do and I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. And, and from that moment forward, I began dreaming of, of something. I wasn't even thinking of a van. I just wanted to get a, a place of my own. And of course, the, the first thing I thought of was... I'm going to get a house. I'm going to get a cheaper house. And I tried getting a house and I was not able to get a house. I wasn't able to get a mortgage because unfortunately I had to file for bankruptcy when I had my separation. Uh, before that, I had perfect credit. I would have been able to get whatever I wanted. Afterwards, I couldn't. And um, so I couldn't buy a house, even a small, cheap house. I couldn't get it. So then I thought maybe I can buy a piece of land and build my own house there I did build a beautiful shed very well built I'm like if I built the shed I can definitely build it at a tiny house but I was quick to find out that there's a lot of zoning laws uh, in the East Coast and I couldn't just get a piece of land and buy it and build a tiny house there so I gave up on that then I was looking around and there was a there was a campground, um, not really a campground, but like a community, a few miles away from where I used to live. And um, I found uh, some people there that they were selling either the plots or they were selling a trailer, travel trailers, or some kind of RV or a tiny home, stuff like that. Apparently in there you were able to build something like that or have something um, a small house on a trailer or an RV, whatever. And I was even um, in contact with a person there, and I was going to buy 
I think he wanted like $10,000. I hadn't even seen it yet. I was going to go see it, but then I called management at this place and they told me uh, that I could only live there 11 months out of the year. So one month out of the year, I would have to live somewhere else. And I could not make that place my primary address. I would have to have a home somewhere and then and then I could go and stay there. Unfortunately, at the time, I didn't think and I didn't know about the type of addresses that that exist out there, like the one I have from South Dakota. And in the end, it's probably a good thing that I didn't buy that place because I would still be stuck uh, living in Pennsylvania and working in New Jersey and driving an hour and a half in the morning and about two hours in the afternoon, maybe three hours or more on a Friday, and it would just be a nightmare. So in the end, I'm glad I didn't buy that. I'm glad I kept looking. And eventually I found people living in vans and and I was like, you know, I I can do this. And, and indeed I, I did. And my mentality was that I will live anywhere any way I can if I had to live in my car I would have lived in my car if I had to live in a tent I would have lived in a tent if I had to live in a cardboard box under a bridge somewhere I would have done that so my mentality is to survive I guess you could say I have a a survival mentality I would have survived anywhere anywhere any way I could and living in a van, it seemed very feasible to me. And that's how I ended up in a van. I, I, from 2012, more or less, when I realized that I had to move something somewhere else because my parents were moving. And from the time I found out that I could live in a van, I started basing all my dreams on the Sprinter. I, I took some measurements. I realized I wanted the biggest one possible the highest one possible. Even in my room that I had there at my parents' home, I started measuring the room to, to compare the room size-wise with the van. And I, I began imagining how, would be, how it would be like to live in there and, and, and cook and maybe have a bathroom with a shower and all that. And, and I would go to sleep, I remember, so many nights I went to sleep dreaming of of living in the van. You know how you start fantasizing about about this or about that, and and I was doing that. I was I was making sketches, different things I would want my van to look like, and then I was falling asleep dreaming of the van, and I would wake up dreaming of the van. Finally. 2014 came around and I got a loan to buy a new van and when I did the loan I put down that I wanted the Sprinter so I told them right up front and they 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 agreed with the loan they were they were fine but by that time by the time it, it came for me to buy the Sprinter I realized that it was not the best vehicle for me to uh to use they they require quite a bit of maintenance. They require um, they 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 require certified mechanics, diesel mechanics, to work on it. They become a money pit, and I have friends who've owned them, 
and they've had many issues with them. They, they spent a lot of money just to maintain them. So I gave up on the idea of the Sprinter. I, I've looked at the ProMaster. I realized at the time, maybe I was mistaken, but I realized that the ProMaster was basically a foreign vehicle also. Uh, I do, although I have a friend of mine who tells me otherwise, that it's actually all American made. It just has some components from a, from a Fiat, uh, European maker. But I skipped on the the ProMaster. I thought of getting the Ford Transit, but the Ford Transit was not available yet. And I was waiting and waiting and it wasn't coming out. So I settled on, I think, which uh, a lot of people say that it's one of the best vehicles, one of the most reliable vehicles, and that is the Chevy Express. And it's been an um, incredibly reliable vehicle, uh, home on wheels thus far. Of course, about two months after I bought my van, the, 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 the Transit, the Ford Transit came out. And um, I was a little bummed out that I didn't get it at the time, but I'm glad I didn't because usually when you have a year one model, those models always have issues. And even on a second year, they still have issues. And you know, by, the, by the time they get to the third, fourth year, they become pretty reliable. So in the end, I settle on this van and I've been very happy with it. I'm, I wish I could stand up like I would have in a Sprinter or in a Promaster or even in a Transit. But I can park in a lot of places and be very stealthy. And that's the main reason I built my van the way I did. I built it because I have to work in many different places, most of the time in, in urban areas. And that's where I have to stay the night. And I try to stay as incognito as possible. I try to stay there as stealthy as possible. And so far, in almost five years living in a van, I've never had any issues whatsoever. Um, I did have, a few months back, someone try to break in. I was in here sleeping and somebody tried to break in. Um, I scared them off when he opened the door. Since then, I've installed an alarm, something that I wanted to do since the beginning of, of my van, but for one reason or another, I never installed the alarm, mainly because it's not cheap. It costs quite a bit of money. But now I have, uh, maybe a little bit late, maybe a little bit after the fact, somebody tried to break in, but now I do have the alarm. I feel a lot more at ease when I'm in here, not that I didn't feel at ease before. I always felt at ease. I always felt like I'm just going to go to sleep and I'm not afraid of anything. And I never never had any, any issues, never had any reason to be afraid. I would go to sleep and I would sleep like a baby all night. And I still do. But having the alarm, it does give me a peace of mind that I quite didn't have before. Especially when I parked the van and I go into a store or go somewhere, at least now I have an alarm, and if somebody tries to break in, it'll give me a text message and an email, and um, and I have video cameras that I can record if somebody's trying to break in. So that's um, a, a huge peace of mind that I didn't have before. 
And uh, overall, I'm extremely happy with my van. This is something that I want to continue doing. I do have somebody in my life that I didn't have previously. I do have a girlfriend. Uh, she lives in Florida. Many of you know her, Lydia. Uh, some of you will be listening to this for the first time, so you don't quite know. But if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll get to meet her there and uh, meet me kind of like in person, not quiet, but uh, I do have her, so I don't know what the future brings. I do know that personally, I don't want to live, I don't want to buy a house, I don't want to rent a house. To me, it seems like that's a waste of money, at least for, from my point of view. I'm not putting anyone down that wants to live in a house. If This is a personal choice, and... Um, it's a personal choice that I've taken. Some other person, um, other people may feel differently about it. Just like the comfort level that a lot of people ask me, you know, how much did you spend building your van? How much, um, how much this, how much that? And I always tell them, listen, just because I built my van the way I did, it doesn't mean that you have to build your van the way I built it. My comfort level is not your comfort level. Some people require more comfort than me. Some people require less comfort. Some people don't require anything but a mattress. Others require a lot more than that. So this is something uh, that it's going to be in my life for, for quite a while. But more about that next time because I'm coming to the end and I appreciate you coming along with me and I hope you come back and you stick with me and we'll talk about different topics and uh, not just Venn related but I will see you again next time. Take care and God bless.